0: In episode one hundred and eighty-one of Storyteller Conclave, this is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop role-playing game that you can. Whether you're a new storyteller or dungeon master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller looking to
1: take your game to the next level, I'm Sarah.
0: I'm Rob. How we doing, Rob?
1: I'm doing all right, considering we're off like. It threw me off that we just had, like, a casual dinner tonight, and I stare at the clock, and I'm like, oh, God, i got to get this show some... Nope, <laughs> nope. It is not Wednesday. We are pre-recording this. There's no rush whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, we're still streaming tonight because, like, I didn't want to go through the effort of, like, setting up an internal recording and then splicing in our intro and extra. I was like no, I'm, I'm just gonna put it on and we're just gonna do it like we normally do
0: yep. and if
1: somebody wants to listen they can listen to us jammer on about this and do it right I mean it's the same way we'd normally do it so
0: yeah there is no live chat tonight uh, well I say tonight um, uh, for if this you're, show. if you're hearing this live we're not looking at the live chat yep. If you're we're listening sorry, to this but... recorded on Wednesday there's there... also love no live chat because this is pre-recorded yeah so.
1: so uh yeah so if you're if you're catching this on our normal stream it's actually gonna hit our website on Wednesday like it was supposed to so if it doesn't I'm sorry it should have um, and I will have been adjusting this uh but yeah we uh I, I was heading out of town so i was like "Ooh, do i really want to try and make this work remotely i'm like i'm kind of doing all of the engineering at my house let's not do that <laughs> yeah yeah and it threw me off and it was weird too
0: because like it we just we just had a show we did and then yeah. i had my weekend and stuff like that and usually like we get going on the show sheet like monday or tuesday and yeah. like this afternoon i was like
1: Oh man, we we have to have this done like now. Like <laughs> but honestly, I I figured and this was a really yeah. good show cuz it's a very conversational show. But before we get into conversational show, mm. We kinda want to disclaim just a little bit here.
0: Yeah, uh so just, just a quick heads up. Um uh this we're we're talking about storyteller red flags in this show. Um, and so there's gonna be some discussions of some crappy behavior that your storytellers may do, um, or you may experience out there, or you may hear stories about. Uh there is going to be some um descriptions of or I should say discussion of the idea, the 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 actions of um like sexual harassment and possibly sexual assault. Yeah, um, certain homophobia, transphobia, uh, you know, things like that that we're not gonna get into detail of them or anything like that. We're not gonna be telling stories no, about them necessarily. No, not the least. But um, you know, as always, uh, we love that you listen to our show, but if you need to step away from this one uh, for your own sake, by all means, take care of yourselves. We love you.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, uh, we understand that the, what we're talking about doesn't cover every situation, and yeah. we are going to be gracing some topics very lightly because we don't need to labor them more than the initial statement that we're making about Agreed. them. Agreed. And we're also kind of trying to say this, is that not all of these things that we're going to be talking about are hard-stop red flags there are many gauges of what we're talking about everything from like this is cautionary go have a discussion i'm sure things can be worked out this person probably just knew what they're doing yep. and are not familiar with what's going on all the way out to you're not safe get out of that situation <laughs> yes. yes like exactly. you're accepting too much just because you think it's okay yes exactly so we're, we're covering all of that gambit so uh so yeah um i guess We start with the definition. Yeah, as usual. So when we talk about a red flag, what are we really saying here? These
0: are signs,
1: signs... Not definite, you know, indicators.
0: Some of them are definite indicators. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are pretty definite indicators. But but at very least, they are signs that you are not going to have a good time at this table.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine you're, you know, sitting in a port with your ship and you're ready to go to sea. And you look at the flags that are up for that day. And one of them is red. That is going to have different versions of it. One of them is going to be like, eh, it's a little foggy. There's some rain. Be careful. You know yeah. know what you're getting into all the way to the do not unlash your boat there's a hurricane mhm-, so we're we're gonna we're we're just talking about the levels there, yeah yeah so um
0: yeah, and some of these some of these straight up are careless mistakes too,
1: oh definitely you know, like like definitely. you were saying
0: earlier um I mean new storytellers um or just inexperienced storytellers i mean. Hell, even I—I I know seasoned storytellers that do, you know, uh, some careless things that just were not well thought out. Oh, completely. You know, they didn't understand the ramifications of what they were doing, or they didn't read the room correctly, or whatever. Like, um, I, I think that the, the first thing we need to say here is that don't assume malice right. unless proven otherwise. Correct. Like, if something can be you know written off as a as a stupid human mistake of just not understanding
1: or not having experience with or whatever um i'd say that that's a lot of them yeah you know there's a lot of people who go into situations especially at conventions where they have a mind frame from where they're at mhm i'm you know I live on the West Coast, these are the normal things that I run in my games, and then I go and run a game at a convention, and everybody sitting at my table, maybe save one or two, are East Coast people who don't recognize half of the terms I'm using and may actually take offense to some of that, mm-hmm. because I don't realize they're offensive. Mm-hmm. That happens. Yep, It does, because situationally, you're unprepared. It's a matter at that point to be able to, as a player, take a breath. A Step back and communicate clearly with that person. We've always said that. If you communicate as the first step and make it state, make that clear statement that you are unsafe or uncomfortable or this situation doesn't necessarily feel like something you want to be involved with, mm-hmm. that's the first step of being a reasonable player at the table. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Now, keeping in mind, too, that if you do feel unsafe at the table, bailing is an option.
1: 100%. Um,
0: There's no obligation. It, I mean, talking about your, your issues is going to be great mm-hmm. um, if you think that it can be a learning experience for people. If you do think that it is something that is just done out of, you know, ignorance mm-hmm. or or uh, carelessness, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, like you said, your storyteller may not realize that they're, that they're even doing the thing. But your safety comes first and you are also not responsible for staying in an environment that makes you uncomfortable. Yep. Okay. You're not – I'm going to urge communication. But please do not feel like that means I, you are obligated to communicate that if, yep. you know, someone is doing something blatantly hurtful that you need to then take on the emotional baggage and the emotional labor of educating them on the thing and then taking responsibility for whether they do it or not. Right. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a there's going to be a lot of instances where just just leave. hmm. Just mm-hmm. leave is the best option.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll 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 say it is that if you're a queer person at a table and the storyteller starts literally talking about white at the state and is going to just immediately like look at you and be like not able to talk out of that situation or talk through it Yeah. just get up and walk
0: yeah yeah gaming with a literal nazi is not a situation which no. you're going to just you're, you're going to talk it out with them and they're going to go oh i'm sorry i didn't realize
1: that that was the situation yeah yeah, the, yeah. like there are situations like that i've definitely been involved in some of those at conventions and at larps mm-hmm. where this isn't going to be a conversation somebody set up this situation to be a power situation yeah just walk away just walk you away. take your yep. ball go home yep you know there's no problem with that we're all adults just walk yep absolutely so it's not worth it i think there's really like i originally when i looked at this i was trying to figure out how to pull it all together and my thought was kind of stereotyping the typical views of bad GMs yeah, because we, they we do kind of fit did, into like a, a number of categories.
0: We kind of did dueling lists on this one. Yeah, um, You had a real shotgun
1: list, but you came up with some great stuff that I never thought about. Well, and the thing was is that <laughs> I will say this. The first thing I did was I went through my list in my head and then I went these are the things I can think of right off the top of my head. Sarah will think of the same things. Let me go to the trash board in r slash RPG and DM oh, Academy yeah. and literally put in the word red flag and look at the top resident posts that queue up in that list. Yeah. How many way, how many times does this this type of post come up? And like it was fast. That list came fast. Oh, I bet. Um I bet. like there's some good metrics that are out there if, if if some good analysts dug through red flags and looked for what they were out mm-hmm. there, holy lord, would we be able to create a more concise list. I think the biggest problem that I saw was is the commonality. Yeah. And the frequency has definitely increased for some of these, yeah. more so than I ever imagined. Yeah, um, and uh, I I do think it's because the 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 storytelling in 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 tabletop has become very popular.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, even even red flags. I mean, like just just discussion of this. Like, this is nothing new. There's whole. There's like almost an entire genre of YouTube video channels mm-hmm. that are dedicated to like D and D horror stories. Crit Crab is probably the most well known one. Yeah. But um, once I started watching Crit Crab, YouTube started suggesting a handful of other channels to me naturally. And so there, there are like three or four
1: well-known, prominent ones out yeah. there that are. And I didn't even go digging through RPG horror stories. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was part of the Discord for a short period of time because I was actually interested in some of the hard horror stories. Some of them are bad, but oh, yeah. it really, it worries me how bad those people are in those communities mm-hmm. because they just don't know. We're not being taught well by our books. Yeah. Yeah, right. they're teaching us how to DM, but they're not telling us how to be good DMs, and not telling us about the things that can cause problems at tables. Well,
0: not only that, but I think there's there's also, um, and and we'll we'll talk about this one a little bit more in, in in detail, I think, shortly in this discussion. Oh yeah. Um, but I think there's also uh, a big undercurrent of like anti like anti compassionate behavior.
1: You mean reasonable human beingness? Uh,
0: yeah, well, I, I guess I guess what I mean is like anytime you like take for instance, um, uh, and this was this is a handful of years ago that like um, that RPG uh, uh, supplement um, for like the X card and like talking yeah. about triggers yep. and stuff yep. like that at yep. your yep. table. And I can't think of the the, the um, gentleman who wrote it, but the yes. RPG toolkit, something yeah. or another like that, but. um it was the supplement that kind of came out that suggests basically how to how to handle you know interpersonal interactions at your table mm-hmm. in a self in a safe and compassionate way. Discuss things like the X card. Discuss things like mm-hmm. your triggers and mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know subjects you would have preferred to to avoid. Lines and veils. Yeah. you know that sort of stuff um and like there was a lot of backlash to
1: it exceptional amount of backlash which was really terrifying
0: um just people going like you know these snowflakes they don't you know we don't we never needed trigger warnings in our game you talk about this stuff at a session zero if even that and if they can't handle it you know blah 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 then they shouldn't be at your table and i'm like i agree i shouldn't be at a table if that's your attitude you know
1: no i yeah i don't want to enjoy your table because i will not enjoy your table
0: what I, i guess what i'm saying is that like uh, above everything else i think there's that's a pervasive attitude in the uh uh in the rpg gaming space you know sadly yeah because i see like reddit thread after reddit thread um on some of like the the whole gm red flag uh uh threads that i would look into where it's like um this this particular thing happened at my table am, am i the jerk here or is my storyteller wrong i don't i don't know how to feel about the situation And you've got a number of people going like, well, if they warned you about that in the session zero,
1: then six months later, you can't complain about it. Well, I mean, these are the same people who are like, well, didn't you look at your contract that you signed when you got into the job? Yeah. You you missed the loophole. That's your fault. First off, let's flat out say this. It isn't a job. You're not signing a contract. And that's the one thing we don't have in here. If your DM hands you a contract, do not sign the contract. Walk away from the game. Unless you're being paid exorbitant amounts of money and you've been doing gming for a while and you already know the situation you're getting into and it's for artistic talent aka critical role walk away yep and it's not your dm who's going to be handing you the contract yep. it's going to be the marketing or producer who's doing that
0: but uh but it's just the the, the pervasive suck it up cupcake attitude yeah. that, that so many people have in these threads where it's like Come on, like, somebody said they're uncomfortable, and if, you're, if your immediate reaction is, is anything different than, I'm sorry that I made you uncomfortable. How can I not make you uncomfortable at this point?
1: Yes. How can we make this right so everybody's happy again? What are you doing? So, you know? So, before we get into this, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it at the end again. Doom said it simply. I think Mamatos said it right, and that is principle zero, be a respectful, compassionate human being. Yeah. That's it. Start there. Yeah. If you can't do that, don't be a DM. Then, then don't play. Don't be a DM. Yeah. Straight up. It and, and if you're if you your DM is not that, don't play with them. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yep. So that's where we're starting from.
0: Agreed. But
1: I think you did a good job in laying these out by out of game and in game. Yeah. out of story in story. Yeah,
0: I th- I think I think you're you're talking about uh, uh, two different experiences. Yeah. Um that, that kind of come together in the culmination of gaming, but yeah. some things have to do with what the environment at your table, some things have to do with how the story is handled.
1: So let's let's start with the unwelcoming table, the out of game if you will, yeah. a little bit because I think I think the encompassment that happens there is a little easier to kind of define. It's broad. Um, but, yeah, but I think I, it's it all comes back to not being welcoming. I yeah. think is the biggest part here. Yeah, and, and making and I think, for something as uncomfortable.
0: I think a lot of these things are probably a lot easier to ascribe to like your storyteller is a crappy person. Oh, know? very much so. Um, re- like a lot of the story focused stuff is just like uh, maybe they're inexperienced. Maybe, maybe give sure. them an episode of our podcast. And sure. The, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the a lot of the unwelcoming table stuff is not uh not we'll, great. Go grab one. Um, so. Uh, well, like I said earlier, uh, you know we covered this during session zero. You can't have a problem with it now,
1: right? Okay, I I, I see that as a as twofold. One, uh, if the person is saying that either they didn't cover it in session zero as a trigger, that's their fault from the DM side saying I'm putting this in the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the bigger thing is is that they're entering things into the game that was not part of the story.
0: Well, I think there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of different facets to this one, honestly. Um, all just to kind of encompass this in, in, one, in one sentence. Yeah. Um, so, first off, um, I don't feel like I need to disclose all of my trauma in detail to be able to participate in a role-playing game.
1: No, things are going to come up.
0: Uh, things are going to come up. And um, so, first off, I, I don't feel the need to dump all of that. But Second off, I... Everyone has things they don't know will bother them until it starts bothering them.
1: And sometimes they don't recognize it's bothering them. It's, it's the, are you crying right now while you're laughing at this movie? What? I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I. don't know. I just. Yeah. yeah. It's like.
0: I. I don't know. I was having fun at the DM at, at, at the the D and D game, and then all of a sudden, I got really sick to my stomach, and I don't know why. And then, like a week later, you're like, "Oh, it's because he described this, and that's a trigger for me." Or even
1: someone who's one degree away from you, who wasn't at the game, as you're describing the game, is just like, "You sat through that? Yeah, dude, that was your dog. Yeah."
0: Yeah. What do you mean? Exactly. Oh, and then it
1: hits you that like the your your companion pet who dies by getting ran over by a cart is literally the same thing that happened to you when you were four years old, mm-hmm. and you just never dealt with that trauma.
0: Yeah. How are you going to ex- expose any of that during a session zero? Like, exactly. oh, by by the way, you know, when I was four, my dog got hit by a car. So can you just not include a dog getting hit by a cart? Yeah. Like that's a really oddly specific
1: request. Super. And no yeah. one's ever going to think of that. You know. So yeah. Um, I think that kind of steps into the person, you know, like I said, going away from, like, just doing things in game that were not described, you know, dropping terrible events mm-hmm. or setting up triggers and not disclosing that they're going to be doing something like that, all the way to, like, literally spouting, like, white nationalist
0: propaganda. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny because it seems like a very oddly specific example. But you would be surprised just in looking at like uh some of the like R slash D and D next, yeah uh R slash uh DM Academy, yeah um behind the screen, R slash RPG on Reddit, like the the frequency with which is my storyteller a Nazi is like come up as a situation.
1: Yeah. Every race that's not a human isn't a villain. Yeah. Or is is questionable? Yeah, yeah. That that kind of stuff is well, a thing.
0: I would I would even say I would even say that's more subtle. Yeah,
1: but just just stuff of like um you know when they they, they
0: start going off on like uh. uh I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to get into. In, no, into, we don't need to into get into the details. But this, like, so. but like, there are there are direct talking points. that yeah. that, that, that that even go away from race. That are mm-hmm. like you know the inadequacy of certain people, mm-hmm. and how you know trying to be a nice person and compassionate to other people is like wokeism. Oof. You know. There's buzzwords that culture warriors love to use, mm-hmm. and it flags them instantly, yep. and you just know that you're not talking
1: to a rational person, you know. Or a sympathetic person. Or a sympathetic person, Stories yeah. are, the, again, I, and, and I've always kind of addressed this, is that RPG storytelling is collaborative. Mm-hmm. It is not your novelization that everyone else is writing, and therefore, you're not allowed to dictate the extremeness and focusness without everyone's consent. Yeah. That's it. Uh there um, was
0: a there was a thread I read um just yesterday mm-hmm. uh that was about a uh a person who was the only queer person at the table. Okay. Um and uh they basically mentioned that they were slowly but surely kind of feeling a little more and more uncomfortable every game session um simply because the storyteller's story was very straight. There okay. was no queer representation in his world whatsoever. And as the only queer person there, it makes you feel a little, a little excluded. Yeah. You know, when, when your world shows no examples of you. Right. You know, you start to feel like maybe you're an outsider at that, in, in that environment. Um, and it wasn't that, uh, this person wasn't doing anything with relationships or anything like that. There was, you know, a grieving mother that was, you know, that was, that was, that wanted her husband back because she, he'd been kidnapped by, uh, uh, by goblins, goblins and stuff like that. Um. You know, there, and there there was like uh, a, a, a soldier that, you know, wanted to, you know, send a love letter back to his wife and stuff. That, I mean, there was very, some very, you know, romance heavy stuff in there, but like it was all straight stuff. So this particular player asked his storyteller, can you, um, you know, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little left out. Can you, can you add just a little bit of, you know,
1: queer content
0: in there? Like make us, make one of these couples, the same sex couple or something like that. Just so I feel like
1: the world includes me. Like that I, that my character is not inclusive is not exclusive and I'm not exclusive to the table. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh, as, as represented by this player. And I say that because I, we only, we only have one account of this, right. you know, have so, no idea. Yeah. um, but as represented by this by this uh, uh, person, um, they said that their storyteller's response was something to the effect of like, well, yeah, I'll see what I can do, but I don't want it to be shoehorned in. And if there's not really a great story reason for them to be queer, then I'm, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to shove it down people's throats and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is like, there, was, there was a lot of people in that thread, myself included, who were like, that doesn't sound like he views queer people as real people.
1: Or that that he sees them only as a stereotype.
0: Yeah, um, because you know, and there and there were some people, and and bless their hearts, like they 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 kind they wanted to see the best in the situation, and they Mm -hmm. really like genuinely not even play devil's advocate, but they just wanted to straight up play advocate. Mm -hmm. You know, they wanted to see the best in this person and say like, well, you know, I I don't know that I would know where to start with that request. Sure. And there was a number of people in there who were like what do you mean where to start with the request? Queer people are people. Yeah. If you've got a, a a wife that is distraught over her husband being captured by goblins, make a husband that is distraught over his husband being captured by goblins. Sure. And you've got the exact same situation. Yep. Like it's literally no different. Yeah. And if your storyteller can't conceive of that actuality, if he can't understand that it takes literally no overhead beyond what world building and NPC writing he's already doing, mm-hmm. then chances are they, they this is either at very best a teachable moment. Or yeah. At very worst, a giant red flag that you are not at the right table.
1: Yeah. And I will say this. I, I had thought that that story was a different one that I had read, which was about someone who was a, a queer person at a table. Um, who, uh, Or gay person at a table who, when their storyteller, after an ad being added to the table, took it to an extreme and basically over-sexualized them and anyone else who was like them in the story, other gay individuals, oh, that's the worst. And, and stereotyped it. The, the challenge was is they didn't understand that that wasn't how to do it. Mm -hmm. And they they weren't offended, but they were exceptionally hurt. Yeah. When the person was like, this is uncomfortable. You're just sexualizing this. You're not. You you said the storyteller in this case was like, oh, I I just thought that's how it worked. Correct. They were totally 100 percent blown to the side because they just didn't understand.
0: They've not like, been part of it. No. I mean, you know, believe it or not, we're we're real people too, and we act basically just the same way that you do, only we're just attracted to a different subset of people.
1: Right. And it but it it, it stumped them mm-hmm. as an individual. They just had no idea. Yeah. And I think that that's to a degree right now a very legitimate um response yeah. from from various parts of the country who have no comfort. They only have, you know, 1960s, 70 cartoons, yeah, yeah, that sexualized it, or 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 the 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 advertising thereof of other spaces and or communication that had no connection to it, mm-hmm. the fear side of it. So we're we're close, but at the same time, this is where our as a player being compassionate and saying, "Hey, I'm uncomfortable," or this is something that I'm asking for. You know, well, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Can I give you an example? And the DM being accepting. Yeah, that absolutely. is being a reasonable person. Yeah. You know, that comes right back to that. But at the same
0: time, you had would, you would even told me that the the, yeah. the poster in this was like, look, I, I don't have the emotional energy to teach you. I'm Correct. sorry, I just have to walk away from your game. And that's Okay. Yeah. that is perfectly okay take care of yourself and if even if it is a quote- unquote teachable moment yeah. and this was just this is an act of ignorant job you are not obligated to then teach this person how to be you know compassionate they can do they can do some research yeah
1: if they're uh, truly interested exactly that is up to them but understand that it is there and it does happen not necessarily out of mouth sure sure so sure um I think this then blends back into the general, Discom- disrespect of comfort, happiness, or even the wishes of players. And yeah. wishes of players in quotes. Sure, I will say that straight up. Sure. Um, cuz like anybody who initially dismisses concerns or requests for accommodation. I think that is there there's is a light level of that oh, where yeah. it can feel like they're being dismissive of you when really they're just being dismissive and they don't because they're in a moment.
0: We have one player at our mutual tables mm-hmm. that um is uh gets hangry essentially <laughs> uh and and, and will yes. sometimes and will sometimes forget to to eat yeah the, it, like, that. like
1: the Snickers commercial yeah
0: it's a little bit like the Snickers commercial and there there've been a couple times where it's been like are are you okay do you, <laughs> i haven't eaten all day why have you not eaten okay no let's n- just get you a snack inconsequential we're going to get you food you know yeah. but like what what we're talking about is the players who would hear that and go you should have eaten before game anyway roll initiative yeah like clearly this person is in distress now, regardless of whether that was carelessness or just taking, you know, uh, 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 time, you know, like their schedule did not work out in a way that they could fit a meal in before they were required to be at your game, you know, yeah. things like that. whatever. I don't care. This person is in distress. Let's handle it. We're all friends at this table, and yeah. I don't want my friend to be in distress.
1: You can be frustrated as a storyteller and be like, "God, this is going to eat into my time and stuff." But at the same time, be a compassionate oh, person. I will one hundred roll, one hundred percent roll my eyes at that person. Oh, one hundred percent. But then I will get them a Snickers. Like, yeah, exactly. Because they're know? still your friends at that table. Exactly. They have invested. You've invested. Let's
0: let's accept that. Exactly. Nobody's saying you can't be annoyed by it, but like, uh, take care of your your people. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say wishes of players, mm-hmm. okay, and I, you want to put that in quotes. I don't think it needs to be in quotes. Okay. I don't think it needs to be in quotes at all. Okay. Because, I mean, right down to the minutiae of your story, right. right? Right. Okay. If your player comes to you and says, I want there to, I'm playing a combat-heavy character. I want there to be more combat in my game. Right. Okay. That is a wish from a player. hmm Now, understanding you might need to change the flow of your story to accommodate that player. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you still want to accommodate that player. Everybody at that table is entitled to have fun. I agree. And if that player is going to tell you how they want to have fun, you you have a choice then. Mm-hmm. You can either say, "Okay, let me see if I can make one of my, you know, enemy factions a little more aggressive. Maybe we do put in a couple more You know, combat things. Maybe we bring it up with the group, sure, and see if there's a compromise we can reach. If if maybe the rest of the group isn't into combat, one way or another, you know. Yeah.
1: Session to session, we might swap things.
0: But at least what you're doing as a storyteller is you're thinking to yourself, "How do I make this work? Right. How can I accommodate this player's wishes? Right. And not sucks to be you. You rolled a combat character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and my quotes on this is. I'm not saying give your players all of their wishes. Sure. What, like, hey, I really want to have like I, I'm gonna be a dragon born, uh, half fighter, half this, uh, and I I need to have a puma mount. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a puma mount. Yeah. Tell you to stop making up animals. Exactly. Like you can still say no to that, but like ask them like, where are you going with this? What what is it? Is it? Is it just an interest that your character needs to look like this? Yeah. Is it a feel? Are you are you power gaming? Like I'm okay with that, but saying yes to everything is a different problem. That is, it is. We've talked about that, and yep, we'll we'll get there. I think this next one is kind of encompasses all of the rest, which is straight up. Serial harassment, yeah, and it's traditionally of female players. This is what we call being horny on main, yeah, and that in we've seen it again and again and again. We've talked, I've talked to a lot of female players who've ran into this. Your own wife, yeah. I've yeah. been in, I've been in games where it's occurred, especially freaking vampire, without oh, yeah. a doubt, yeah. Um, and I've seen it swing both ways. Again, it's traditionally pretty hey, heavy because I swing both ways, yeah. It was. <laughs> You even said this. It was a. It's a men's men's party room. Yeah, like, that's what it is. This is the men's club.
0: Well, it's and it, it becomes a self fulfilling pro- prophecy too. You know, it's, it's well, it's a boys' club. So if if a girl shows up, we harass the hell out of her. And look, there's no girls in gaming, so I guess it's a boys'
1: club. Yeah. Or or she can take it. You can take it too. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. And that's that. It may be true that one of the players, one of the girls, who ends up playing at the table kind of enjoys it and is okay with it and mm-hmm. she can manage them just as well the next one is not gonna handle it that way
0: yeah and and to to be fair uh just because someone can quote unquote take it doesn't mean it should be being done in the first place i 100 agree yeah
1: you you um, look like you could take a punch doesn't mean i'm gonna hit you every time i see you thank you you know um but communication comes a long way with that but like the, the concept of them hitting on you consistently or using the game to leverage power oh, over you—that's you. that's, that's the, the quid worst. Po, pro quo uh, the,
0: that happens the whole, at the like table. Yeah, like like you can have this magic item if we date. Um, or like the other one we heard recently was uh, uh, here. I'm gonna give you this totally OP character. Can I give you a back rub?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, I don't do session zeros. I do private sessions with each of my players so I can get to know their characters intimately. When do you want to do dinner? Right. Right, I wear my taquito. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that that right there, which then extends into adding sexual content front and center in the story when those people are involved
0: well there there's there's the opposite too right though of like you rejected me so my enemies are going to target you now 100 uh so you didn't give into my into my 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 advances so
1: i'm taking it out on you in game and it's not me it's the npc oh yeah it's just you denied the npc it's just the way the story's going yeah yeah it's not me so he's he's upset about this situation Mm -hmm. yeah Putting that NPC and this steps is kind of into game, and that is is using them as a blockade to be an acceptable way to handle and harass players. Yep, yep. So, Um, especially like you know, wanting every you know uh,
0: uh, every sexual situation to happen to that object of your desires and whatnot.
1: Yep. Um, Or just gross. You took the trait hot and sexy, so I am going to use that against you. Oh, not not even. Yeah. Not even. I've I've seen it straight up where it's like I'm
0: an or a female orc barbarian and they're like, "Oh, uh yeah, okay. So the the big bad evil guy comes in and casts hold person on you. You automatically fail your save because he's he's the big bad evil guy. Then he pushes you up against the wall, blah blah blah." Right. And goes from and it goes way downhill from there, yep. you nope. know.
1: Totally a thing. Totally a thing. Um
0: and then yeah, yeah like you said, just Straight up horny on main, you know? Sexual content is just a thing that happens.
1: But I think that brings us into where it comes into game, where it's the story focus, or lack thereof, um, that the DM basically puts down the line of, this is my world, and I want to play in it. Mm -hmm. You know, whether they're pushing their story a specific way, and you have to follow along, and, you know, you're in... you know Or so much that they're actually owning the entirety of the game and control of the game and you're just a spectator
0: yeah 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 i've been i've been in those games before
1: and we've heard of the dmpc way too much Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna say if you are a storyteller and you have a dmpc that is dangerous you are red flagging yourself right there yeah I understand that you want to play, but you have a lot of characters to play with without having your own PC in the plot pile. So many, so many RPG horror stories,
0: um, especially like I said, if you if you listen to like Crit Crab on uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, start with like, Andy introduced a DM PC, and mm-hmm. he was this like ultra powerful captain of the guard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but he was also a twentieth level wizard, and you know would basically he would put us in these in these impossible to win fights, and then when like three of us were down and dead. He would come in and just mop the, the, the enemies up and then berate us for getting in over our heads, yeah. and the whole cycle would repeat.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, I've, I've definitely seen that.
0: Uh, the... <sighs> there, there's also the, the, the person who says yes to everything, like you were talking about earlier. Oh, the, the loss of control. The loss of control. Um, And now this is... This is this is a weird one because this sits at kind of an edge case. So I want to be I want to be careful about how we talk about this one mm-hmm. because a lot of this stuff can just be either a you're a newbie, mm-hmm. and and you don't understand that these are things that you need to control. Yeah, you don't understand that these are things that um that you can say no to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that are even under your control to say no to. Hmm. Um, and also like there's a like. There's a realm of collaborative story building mm-hmm. where, like, not knowing your own lore before you start your game is kind of okay in a game of like kids on bikes. Yeah, because create the lore of this of this of the town. Is is step one in you know in in session zero essentially?
1: Well, and that's also if you if you are telling the story, even if you're doing it in D anD D, having a yes and mentality about the world lore with your players early sure. on is fine. Sure, that's sure. fine as long as everybody understands it's that. So you know, just just to be clear, we're not talking about open
0: ended, more sandboxy games where you're going to allow collaborative storytelling for like that. Right, so, right. um, but like. Not saying – saying yes to everything and having no control of your own story extends to things like you said, um, allowing that OP, multi-class, you know, uh, part rogue, part paladin, part warlock, part wizard. Riding a puma, you know. Riding a a puma-dragon, you know.
1: Hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, his friend wanted to play that.
0: Oh yeah, I brought it from another game. Uh, and he totally legit earned the stuff in that game. Can I just bring him in? I swear oh, he's legal. Dude.
1: The le- he legit earned it in the other game. I have logs. Oh yeah, that that is the one that always gets me. Is like now that they a- there's Discord. I have logs. <sighs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't mean, I don't I mean care crap to me. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Literally doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah.
0: Um, but, like, o- allowing that sort of stuff because they don't, you know, because their, their friend wanted it. Yeah. And, like, you just can't say no to your friend when yeah. they say they want to play this character. So, yeah, sure, bring in this thing that just breaks all of the encounter balance. Um, the other one being their world building is a mess. Yeah. And I have seen this. Now, when I say your world building is a mess, I don't just mean, like, they don't know if, you know, uh,
1: the what the name of the next kingdom next door is. Or even or if they're, like, that. confused about what, like, before you get in the fight, they have, like, a white dragon or an, a, a metal dragon, like, a chrome dragon do something that a chrome dragon can't do. Yeah, sure. Like, whatever. That's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. As, you know, but we're talking about, like, has no logical consistency from scene to scene. Yeah. You know? Um. Oh, uh, we had to do this because uh, all orcs in my world are bad. Okay, cool. Well, why did you kill those orcs over there? Then some of those orcs are good. Well, you said all orcs were bad. Well, right, but these ones are good, and you're bad people. And the guards are arresting you now. Yeah. Okay. Like, yes. how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to act in that? Yeah. I, I liken this to like trying to drive with the fog on. You know, mm-hmm. with, with through, through heavy fog. It's like it's not in itself dangerous. The fog is not dangerous. Right. In a way that it is going to physically harm you by interacting with it. However, not being able to know what the heck is going on from moment to moment is what's going to cause the disaster.
1: Yeah, it's it is un it is the inability for your players to see the verisimilitude. Veris verisimilitude. ver verisimilitude. I was getting close. Yes, um, <laughs> you got it. I, You're got doing it. I got it. You're doing amazing, um, sweetie. But uh, but if your players can't see that, if it's not a reference point for them, it is very hard for the mind's theater the theater of the mind's eye to be able to wrap around how to be someone else in a world that they can't see and interact with. And to see and interact with it, they have to find that point, that reference point, whether it's cartoony, whether it's whatever, it doesn't matter. It still has to have some sense of reality in a dream state to them. So, um, kind of swinging from that is the opposite where they're in control of their world to an extreme oh yeah they have everything locked down they say no to everything um oftentimes like they're not just picking like you know, and again, we're we're not framing this to. They're like setting a scope or a scale of like, hey, we're going to use the main player's handbook, we're going to use the DM's guide, uh, and we're going to use uh, Xanthar's book, mm-hmm. and that's it. I just want those. I don't Can't want to any... use
0: the thing from Tasha's. No, no,
1: we're not accepting Tasha's stuff. I I yeah. don't have time, and I don't have the book so. exactly. And the, and that's you know, say, okay. Saying no in that situation is perfectly acceptable. But being like. We're going to be doing it with this. These are the specific races and specific classes that you have to play. Each of you must do it this way. No, you can't pick that subclass or any of these extra things. You know, we are going to be, you know, it's D6, drop one, and the stats come in the order. Well, that's not even like a base D&D. Well, that's how I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, superior control of the game. Super control freak. Yep, yep. Uh, now these I would say these are probably the the storytellers
0: most um, uh, voted most likely to railroad mm-hmm. uh, because they're the ones who are going to have a real big stranglehold on how they want their story to go what, where do they want to get to a scene exactly and that, that's that that includes their, their story beats mm-hmm. and so if you guys try to do something uh, innovative
1: mm-hmm.
0: or creative or you know go off the path in any certain way um, or pull on a thread that they did not intend for you to pull on, these are usually your people who are going to try to force you back into the other yeah, thing. Go
1: everything from as light as slapping your hand when you start looking at a B-plot that they yeah. may or may not have given you. And then laugh when you do grab a red herring that's clearly a red herring. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and or they start off the story with, so I've, this novel I've been writing. hmm This is the world I'm doing it in. Now... I'm going to take a step back and say that I know a few novelists who do storytelling as a way to help them understand communication, mm-hmm. natural communication between people, because situations present themselves very differently. In your mind, this is how the scene is going to go. But throwing another human in there to do the other side of a conversation and you give them a general frame of reference. Mm hmm. Makes for a very different feel and can give you a totally different story to write, which feels way more natural. And I, I, I am 100% accepting of that. That sure. is not what I'm talking about here in the least. Sure. No, 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 exactly. That exactly. is that is the opposite. That's giving your players 100% control of your world mm-hmm. so that you can listen and become a better writer from that.
0: And hear how they explore your world, hear how they what, what things they find interesting and
1: engaging. Or odd. Yeah. Yeah. Like why does this this doesn't make any sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's explore why that doesn't make sense. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, well, let's try to make it make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and that that right there is the I think the gravest difference within uh that that control freak edge is is that you have these opportunities. Mm -hmm. To create some beautiful stories from something that's in your mind. Let that expand, you know? It's, everyone doesn't have to, you know, we're going to play in the Marvel Universe, and one of you has to be Thor. You have to be one of the Marvel characters, Mm -hmm. and you have to play them like the canon from the movies. Everything in the movies is canon. That is how it has to be done. I would say they probably don't even explain that. Right, it's just assumed. Like, you're just like,
0: you're Thor, and then the moment you do something, is like, no, that's not what Thor would do. Yeah. And, <laughs> change, and changes your actions. Are you playing my actions. character? Or am I, yeah.
1: I mean, so much so, they may fail something for it that you have passed. Like, you make a roll, and it succeeds, and they're like, no, you drop your hammer. Wh- wh- why? Like, uh, it happens. It's a hard move. Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay, this was my action and you just took it away from me. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? Yeah. Like yeah. those types of things definitely fits fit within the control freak because again, they're trying to get to a scene in their mind. Uh, one of the
0: storytellers you had in the past, you said was uh, a, a big, uh big one of these control freak,
1: but about the lore. Oh my God. Of the game. So much. So the, there was a couple lore masters and I'm going to actually point out one that I was told about uh-huh. uh, where, he went into such detail about his cities that in talking to one of the, one of the uh, merchants, he got into a discussion about cigars and the, the qualities and where the tobacco comes from and how it gets to those cities and all of this other high detail that had nothing to do with the story in any way. Uh. So that when they came across one of the cigars, The players should have looked at it and done research, and then they would have known that this came from this far-off place. Because the lower dump that he did for two and a half hours about cigars.
0: Well, I only heard the first 15 minutes of it because
1: I was asleep. Correct. The the lecture I was not interested in. Uh, this TED talk sucked.
0: <laughs> that that is a storyteller right there who has done a lot of world building and is so proud of themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they are just strutting around and preening in front of everybody is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and that's I think I, I, I think the lore mongers, the ones who are literally trying to show off the world that they built yep. in lieu of the game. Yep. Yep. We did uh we did a, a past
0: episode on uh how to lore dump without, uh, uh, without sounding like you're lore dumping? Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of show don't tell and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, if you're if you're if you're worried you're one of these, we have a past episode on that one. So Yep. yep. Um, honestly, I'll be I'll be dead honest. If if you okay, so if you were any of these, mm-hmm. um, I I I can tell I you, flat
1: out say I was a few of these at one time in my life. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've done DMPCs, but it's been a long time since I have. But I don't think my, my DMPCs were never like the, the OP, I'm going to rush in and save everybody
1: because I need to be the hero sort. It was mostly just because I wanted to be in, in the, the game also. I want to say all of my DMPCs that I had, which I did not have many, were always a fill-in character yes. to be a guide or support. Yes, that's,
0: that's typically my DMPC. And yeah. it
1: wasn't ever part of the mechanics. Mm-hmm. It was literally something for um, quality of life. That was what yep. they were there for. They were literally quality of life PCs.
0: Uh, I can tell you right now that uh, I may even still be the says no to everything control freak storyteller. Okay. Um, I know I have these tendencies. At least, mm-hmm. uh, I have knee jerk reactions, and I've talked about this on the show before. Where you know, uh. You know, one one of my one of my players was like, uh, "We're gonna we're gonna sleep at a different inn. We're gonna find the crappiest inn in the town, and we're gonna stay there." And I'm like, "Okay, it's called the Surly Girl Scout." And there's a part of me that's going, "I hate it. I hate it. It doesn't happen. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not." And, and everybody at the table's laughing. The, everybody at the table's laughing, and there's that little angel on my shoulder going, "Say yes and. Just say yes and, Sarah. It's that easy." Yeah. Everybody's enjoying this. Yeah unclench your butthole and say yes. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I did, and it was wonderful. Yeah. We all had a lot of fun, but uh, yeah. I, I am the devil on my shoulder is the says no to everything.
1: Yeah. I, I will say my hardest thing that I have. um And I'll, I'll flat. I, I, I won't say it's my hardest thing, but it's definitely something that I've recognized and I've tried to make adjustments and it's hard. Cause I don't, I haven't had a lot of stories, since we started this, Mm -hmm. I've literally still been running pretty much the same story um, since we started doing this podcast, is I have a hard time shifting and adjusting inclusivity. I'm bad about it because I don't think about it. Yeah. Because it's not super into my story, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it fits with my players until someone says something. Mm -hmm. So I just, it doesn't get there. Yeah. Um, But I also, I don't put weight on race or class or pronouns in my story nearly at all
0: yeah i mean i i i don't i i first off i think i'm the well no i because because there, there's one other there's one of the yeah. at player table at least yeah. um but but yeah i mean uh I wouldn't I wouldn't say either of us are like really like it's not a thought have. for representation necessarily. And it's not like your NPCs in your story are vibrant enough that they stand on their own merits. Mm-hmm. That it's not something I think either of us feel the need to. And to be fair, uh, when I have come to you with queer themes, you've rolled right with them. It's um, never, my, my seven C character was 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 bisexual.
1: Yep. Um, and you and, asked for something and yeah, I did.
0: And when I when I said, Okay, cool, we had a we had a little weird romance rivalry yep. lovers to haters to lovers to haters mm-hmm. plot with a member of the opposite gender mm-hmm. um I'm going to take star-crossed lovers yeah. the second time in in the second part of your campaign, and I would like it to be a, a woman that I'm interested in. And you right. went, okay. Yeah. And it was – there was never a question. It played wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Your representation of a woman-woman relationship was uh, –
1: Perfect? Strong individual. That's that's all I thought of. I, and changed the pronoun. And it is that easy. And, and that was the thing was for me, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I just had an NPC who I knew was going to be the strong guard. And I just replaced the person from male to female. Yeah. Not a big deal. And it is that easy. Yep. And... But for but I would say for me it is not something that normally sits in my mind because mm-hmm. again my mind frame is a straight mind frame sure I'm going to think of my stories in a straight mind frame it is just being able to accept when those things come through that makes it reasonable yeah absolutely. that's the difference absolutely um, yeah so I, I but I, I would say that's the thing um, yeah I mean and just again, being being a young GM early on and making young GM mistakes, overreaching, oh sure. Uh, sure. accepting too much, being ill prepared and and or over prepared, or wanting to get to a scene was always a thing. Yep, yep, it it happens. We all do it. So don't feel bad if these are some of your flags. Just be better. Yep, that's it. Yeah, half half of this
0: is about recognizing them and just and just doing better. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep. Everyone can get better. So, we do have some questions. Yeah, let's, let's, let's some questions. I'm happy then. that these came in. Thank you, Nevim and the Mad Elf. We really appreciate them.
0: All right. Uh, so, Nevim would like to ask, uh, what are the most common red flags you've encountered and how do you deal with them? Uh, I would say common ones
1: that I've encountered. Um, God, I'm trying to think of it. I... The most common one that I've encountered are DMs that just straight up ignore what you're doing like they're in the story so deep that they don't recognize your value in the story. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Or don't recognize your value but they recognize another player's value because that's the player they're focused on.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's a big one. Your voice isn't loud enough if you will. Uh yeah, I in fact I'm I'm guilty of that. At I'm, times. I'm guilty but of that not times, really. Yeah. I would say not really. Um, From the, a player's perspective, I'm going to say not really.
0: Even just even just last game, you had to remind me that you did something very significant, and I was like, oh, crap!
1: Uh. But there's a lot that you're covering, yeah. and I did, and you, you adjusted. Yes. That was it. That's the beauty. Uh, Sean and I
0: bailed on a game uh, a handful of years ago um, because the advancement was just super slow.
1: Wasn't even like milestone or it
0: wasn't, it, it was like, or the milestones were so far
1: apart that
0: it was the, the milestones were, so, well, not even, it wasn't milestone. It, it was actual, honest to goodness, hard XP, Ooh, okay. but it was like, Trickle. you earned five XP for that. And we're like, hold on, let me do the math. How much XP did you earn tonight? He's like, I earned a hundred XP tonight. How much do you need for your next level? 16,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to take us four years to hit the next level. At this rate. At this rate, are you having fun with that? No. Are you enjoying the story? Right. No.
1: Right, and 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 as a storyteller, if you're, are you doing that because you're trying to keep advancement low? Then communicate that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but I mean, there there was also some like interpersonal problems at the table too that I think were, um, yeah. Uh, we're going on and stuff like that. I think those are, those are probably just the, the most common ones that are just like, sometimes you just get into a group and I don't think it's like any, like you point to a single red flag and go like, holy crap, I've got to get out of here. But I think you and I have both sat at tables where we're just like, eh, yeah, something about the flavor of this game is not hitting me right. And I'm yep. just not having
1: fun. Yeah. Know? I've definitely hit those.
0: It's that, that like weird vibe one, you know, it's just, yeah. The vibes Um, at the table.
1: Which I think the next question kind of sits into, which is, I've faced a red flag situation. What should I do? I think at the lowest level, if it's a soft flag, talk, communicate. Especially directly with the DM in a comfortable way that you're, you know, text them, you know, DM them, whatever it is. If you're at the game and there are other people sitting around and you feel comfortable being able to bring it up, bring it up. You know, obviously, if you can, don't break the flow of the game unless it's something that's breaking the flow of the game. Because that's going to set someone up to be defensive regardless of how it's going. A DM who's actively in a game that you're then going to question is going to come to it with a defensive state because their mind is not about stopping the flow.
0: Agreed. Agreed. You know, and, and I would say outright it's
1: rude to break the flow at that point. Right. G- take a pause. unless Unless it reaches a level at which it is a frustration. Sure. Where it's uncomfortable and you can throw the X card and be like, I'm uncomfortable. I've done it. Yeah. I've I've thrown an X card at a game. I know what that it's a very uncomfortable point to do it, but you have to be uncomfortable, but know that you're that there is a comfort point at the table to be able to do that. Sure, sure. I think beyond that, you have full rights to walk. You have no obligations. Yeah. Yeah. You can walk away from a table. Walking away from a table should never destroy a friendship. It is a table. It's a discussion definitely later. If you want to keep that friendship going, and things that happen at a, a DM table can be discussed later. Yeah, I outside mean, of it, like you hurt my feelings. That, that's that's when you can be reasonable and let the person have time to think about it. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: I I almost I almost don't want to answer the question. What should I do? Because uh, at least for me, it's so dependent on what the red flag is
1: and the situation.
0: There, there are. Hey, can I talk to you about the direction your story is going? It's making me a little uncomfortable. And there is run. In fact, call the police. Yeah, red I've, flags. Like I have
1: read red flags several times on r slash RPG and DM Academy that literally make my skin crawl. Of yeah. like, you're in a terrible situation with all of those people. They are not your friends. Get out now. Yeah, and in fact, call the police. Yeah, you know? you, the bad things have happened. Yeah. So red,
0: red flag situation, unfortunately, is too broad of a too broad of a question. I you do what should you do? Whatever you feel is right for your safety and sanity.
1: Yeah. Keep, be a reasonable individual yes. about it and be compassionate. But if that involves you just simply quietly walking away, walk away. Uh, what was, how did the phrase go? Do no harm, but take no shit. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You don't have to do, you you don't have to be aggressive. You don't even have, you can be as defensive as you need to be, but just get out of the situation. Yep. You can always look at it later. Um, it's just a freaking game. It's just a game. Yep. Um, I'm the source of a red flag. What should I do? Stop. Yeah. Stop, stop being the red flag. Yeah. Pause. Whatever you're doing, if you think for a second that you're the red flag, pause. Yep. Make some notes. Reflect on what you're doing. Communicate openly. Congratulations. You have achieved
0: step one, yep. which is awareness mm-hmm. that you are the problem in the situation. Seek this help. is good news. Yeah. This is good news news i assure you because step two begins with you seizing the control you now have over that situation and changing it for the better and
1: the best thing you can do is start with yourself yes yes are you being reasonable are you being compassionate are you being honest Mm -hmm. that that's it start with yourself on those three things then Stretch that to your to the individual who's affected or the group that's affected. Have I harmed anybody with this with this behavior? Yep. Bring it up at
0: the table. Swallow your pride. Say, guys, I realize I've been doing this. I am sorry yep. if this has hurt anybody. I'm going to discontinue doing this, and I welcome feedback about it. Yeah. Things change. I will change them now. Yes. I have that control. Exactly. So I assure you, if you don't have an ego about it, recognizing you are a red flag situation and you are hurting others around you is a good thing because you
1: can change it. Yeah. If you are not a GM narcissist or a psychopath, one of those two, or sociopath... You're fine. You can work through this. I figure there's two ways
0: it goes. You're either a narcissist who says, "No, it's not me. It's the children who are wrong," right? Or you are a, uh, or you are a sociopath who says, "I know I'm hurting these people,
1: and I don't care." Yep. Now, if you're either of those, you shouldn't be listening to this anyways. This is just going to give you help yep. on how to do how to do <laughs> both of those better. So. Yeah.
0: Uh, All right. The Mad Elf asks, uh, how would you suggest opening the door to allow your players to feel comfortable pointing out that they're seeing red flags with you or other players?
1: I think uh, going back to the DM toolkit, Mm -hmm. um, the same thing we talked about during Arc Doom, that simple list and uh, and being comfortable with your players being able to drop an X card to talk about lines and veils, like setting that... Even if you haven't established triggers or anything like that, just making sure that you've laid the groundwork for them to be able to step forward and say, I am uncomfortable. And this is the process by which I can say I'm uncomfortable in a clean way.
0: Now, you you had a situation where you threw the X card. In fact, you're yeah. the only person to ever X card in my game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um because I felt comfortable doing it. So, just describe that to me from from your end. What I because I, I only vaguely remember how I reacted to it.
1: You um, reacted exceptionally well. Um, and we had lightly discussed it with the group we mm-hmm. did not set up lines and veils you set them up in session as you believe triggers might come up or talk with players as they come
0: yeah we well we didn't i mean i did i did actually have like a formal ask about it right but everybody was very like eh, whatever
1: we trust you uh, is, well, is what came on yeah we
0: we trust you and one one player was like no drowning and i was like cool yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that was it.
1: You will never reach a situation where you're going to be in water and drowning. Right. right. W- That's w- all I wanted.
0: Water may be present. Water will never be a hazard.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. And the, it's those kind of situations that set things up, but it also creates a, a side situation that things can come up. Sure, sure, sure. And in this particular instance, it was my discomfort with the story with another player who, as I saw it at the time, was not releasing... Was not being a co-story creator. Yeah. They were keeping a story private. Yes. And it was somehow private between you and them mm-hmm. in my frame. And I was like, I need to X-card this. I am I am literally hitting a frustration point, and I need to stop gameplay. Yeah. Like, I am not comfortable with the way this is ending. I had a vision of, from a character's perspective, how this B-plot was going to end. This is shit. Yeah, And... I felt comfortable because everyone at the table, I knew, mm-hmm. everyone at the table, I understood, would feel that frustration and be able to help me get through it. Mm-hmm. And I trusted you to be able to go, whoa, 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 okay, this isn't a bad part of my story. There's something that's happening here. And that's what you did was you timed everything out. And you're like, okay, explain, like, what's going on here? Sure. Give me pure emotional dump. I don't care. Let's, let's do this unless you want to sidestep, but we're taking a pause regardless. Yep. And we rolled through it. And Mm -hmm. it was, and I I don't need to belabor the situation. We've talked about it multiple times. Feel free. It's in a lot of the episodes. Um, But the whole point of it was, is the way that you did it was you listened, Mm -hmm. you reiterated, you opened the door with the other player to say, okay, let's, oh, I know some of the things because we've talked through it. I do feel what he was saying was valid. Let's open the door a little bit here and talk about this if you're comfortable with it. Sure, sure, sure. And they did. And they were able to communicate, like, what's going on with that, and it made sense. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, I became comfortable, like, okay, I understand what's going on, I just need more of that. Like, as the player, not necessarily even as my character, but I think it's important to the story that that comes through more because we're way into this agreed. agreed and none of this has come out. I like, I know what this person wants. I know what this person wants. I know what this like I know around the table, pretty much where everybody is going, at least on the surface. Yeah. And this is still a freaking mystery.
0: Yes. And yes. why
1: these things are happening. I mean, it's cool and it makes for some funny situations at times, but this is now awkward mm-hmm. from a player's perspective. And at the end, I was okay with it, and you you verified that. You were like, are you okay with this situation progressing? And I'm like, yes. It's not what I wanted, but I'm okay with the situation progressing, because I understand where this is going with the story. Yeah. And it felt like there was a reoccurring theme, which is where my frustration came from, of like, why is this happening every time? Mm -hmm. Why is this the epilogue of every one of our stories?
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's
1: like I'm uncomfortable with this. That feels like this this is way uncomfortable. And in the end I was comfortable with it because we opened things up. Sure, sure. Okay. So I think so, that was the difference there.
0: You you want you want your storyteller to to acknowledge oh, first 100%. your uh your concerns at the table. Mm-hmm. You want them to basically those those uh, uh concerns to take precedence. We're gonna take a timeout, we're gonna all gonna take a breather. Mm-hmm. You wanted space to air your concerns. And to know that those concerns were being heard mm-hmm. um you wanted the the discussion to be opened to the rest of the table, yep, so that everybody else could air their own concerns regarding mm-hmm. this topic mm-hmm. and then come to a consensus about it, yep, um, and then of course, that storyteller then has to be willing to accept that feedback, mm-hmm. you know, so as a storyteller you you do need to be able to swallow your pride and be like okay, four of my players just said I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I am, and maybe I need to stop doing that. You right, know? right. And and it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. It can be that simple if you don't let your ego get in the way of just being like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was the jerk. I will stop being the jerk.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's... And I will say to answer Mad Elf directly um, is the best way you can make your, fl- your players feel comfortable with... Uh, pointing out red flags or addressing red flags is setting that groundwork early and making it often so that as those things are, like you reiterate usually at the beginning of the game if there's going to be something uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. You make sure that that's known, that there might... Like, you'll give a mild trigger warning no different than any TV show would do. Sure, sure. You know, and we're usually okay with it. It's not necessary, but at the same time, it's nice because on any given, you know, Saturday, we you don't know how someone's feeling. No, absolutely. The vibe check is there, but it doesn't get into details. Absolutely. You know, and you need to have that framework. Um
0: and, like, I, I know some people worry about spoilers. Like, oh, how do I give trigger warnings without giving spoilers? Like, I assure you, the impact of the scene unfolding in a dramatic sense mm-hmm. is going to be so much more important than, hey, um, is everybody okay if there are kids involved in the combat? Um, just from the standpoint of the bandits have been getting low on people and have been recruiting younger and younger. Mm-hmm. Um and this is done for dramatic effect. This is not done just because I'm trying to kill kids. Like, you yeah. know, uh, and everybody was kind of like, Ooh, that's spoopy, but yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know? And then in scene. And then our... in scene, it has so much more dramatic impact because it's done in situ. And you know? we're prepared for it. It's not like we pull off the masks. You know, we pull off these beards and the dwarves and they're kids. Yeah. Like that's, that's not important. Mm-hmm. That's not the way the scene was meant to be dropped. That's not how it's presented. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the kind of thing that once you set those expectations, you're making comfort for your players so that as you maybe are missing the read on the table, they're comfortable with pointing it back out and you going, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, I would definitely say, um, as you get more seasoned as a, a GM, you may actually miss triggers and you have to ask more because you're comfortable with your players to a point where you feel you're okay with doing things. Sure. I think that's happened to me more than enough times.
0: Sure. And and like I said too, like situations change and not everyone is aware of their own trauma.
1: No, you definitely know? not.
0: There there you literally will have situations where you're like, why am I crying right now? I cannot think of a logical reason why I'm crying right now and then a week later you'll be like, Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. I remember.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. Again, always remember, as a storyteller, you are not a therapist for your friends to yep. put them through trauma to help them through a situation. Yep. And I don't care how much they annoyed you last Thursday with doing something annoying. Do not teach them a lesson. Leveraging their trauma against them. In a, oh, my God. Don't do it. Don't, do, don't it. do it. Don't do it. That's definitely red flaggy. That is definitely red so. flaggy. And if you catch another player doing that to another player, take them to the side. Yep. They, that That is not allowed. That is yep. not allowed. So.
0: Uh, so, yeah, opening the door to allow your players to feel comfortable pointing out they're seeing red flags in you is essentially just earning their trust by doing it well.
1: With no. great, with grace and aplomb. Now, I had liked stacking these stories because we have a topic next week that is a revisit. It's kind of a retrospect. We're uh, going back and looking at the Matt Mercer effect, but kind of from a different angle, I yeah. would say. A new lens because it's been a few years. I, I,
0: mean, I mean, look... <laughs> Let's let's both be real. This is episode, what, one, 181 now? Yeah, yeah we'll uh, be going into 182. 181. So this is going to be episode 182. Yeah, guys, we're going to revisit a few topics. Yeah, <laughs> it's we've been, we've been doing this podcast for over three years now, so it's, yeah, we're going to revisit some.
1: I had seen a discussion where someone was talking about how uh, live play and Critical Role, these produced shows, has changed how we play games for both the positive oh, yeah. and the negative. Oh, yeah. And I think it really has had a, an, impre- an amazing impact not only for the positive on su- on just the you know what's things shown off but also on the negative of what it's brought people into. Yeah. How much this has become popular and I think it's good to come back to that and it really points out where some of this some of these red flags for storytellers come from. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um and I th- I think yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ripple effects from it. We're in a much honestly we're we're in a much different era. It's it's been almost like a renaissance. It's really changed the entire landscape of uh, our of you know, tabletop RPGs altogether. Um, so for like you said, better or worse. Uh, Anyways, you'll you'll hear all that uh, next week from us. Uh, In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at ST underscore Conclave. On Instagram at ST underscore Conclave. Listen to us live Wednesday nights, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on mixlr.com slash storyteller dash conclave and join us on our discord we'd love to hear from you uh, shoot us some questions join the discussion with the other great storytellers that are on there you can find that link on our twitter as well as our website storytellerconclave.com
1: yeah as I said this show on the 19th is releasing pre-recorded but we will be back live again on the 26th after I get back in town uh, so you'll be able to hear us that night at 7pm eastern uh, we'd like to thank our patreon members especially our name members Knox in the box sam subject the arcane asylum sparkle motion veteran Hula and sean we really appreciate everything you do and how you help us our pre-show music is by arcane anthems you can get that at patreon.com slash arcane anthems our intro music is beyond the warriors by gee you can get that at Geefrog.bandcamp.com or on youtube music and our outro music which is only our footprints in the sand which you're hearing right now uh, by midair machine you can find that at freemusicarchive.org
0: Big shout out, as always, yeah! Big shout out as <laughs> always to our families, Vicki and Sean. Thank you so much for Thank loving and guys. supporting us. All of our friends who sat with us at our tables give us these great stories to share with you over the years, and you, every single one of our listeners, we love you guys so love much. Love you guys.
1: Good night. night.